Hello, everybody, and welcome to the commentary for Tabula Rasa, Season 2, Episode 9, A Word and Then Some. I am the creator and the writer, Jack Kalk, and joining me as ever is our esteemed director, Anna Rodriguez. Hello, everyone. Sometimes cause me to flash. Unfortunately, Cat Pride couldn't make it with us this month, but she assured me that she'll be able to make it with us to number 10. So, yes. Kat, you will be missed, but we look forward to commentating with you next month. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Happy New Year, everybody. That's right. For us, for you guys, this is like way in the future. Oh, no, it's not. It's like later this month. Oh, man. Yes, because we are so on top of things here on the Tabula Rasa team. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, um, it's like hot with night. Shoes on. Oh, all our Pendy wins. Have a seat. Yes, congratulations, yeah. everybody, especially you and Susan. Although everybody did super well. Yes. Um, I. Thank I, you, so, guys, for voting. Oh, absolutely. Um, very proud of our turnout this year. We also uh, did we mention this the Audioverse Awards last time? We might have. I, I don't know if we did, but if we haven't, or if we have anyway, thanks again for all the votes for Audioverse yeah. Awards too. Absolutely. That was awesome. So many wins. Yes, pleasant surprises. Uh, speaking of, Karina is absolutely thrilled um, about all this. As she should uh, be. <laughs> yes, because she was she was one of the winners uh, this year, which is good because I, I feel very strongly that this song is cool. Um, My name she, it, is for, for an update for everybody, if you are looking for Karina's music, she's just released Sarah. a new EP um, under a new Jane. stage name. She now goes by Karina Noel. We'll start crediting her One that way uh, this coming final season here. Uh, but her EP is on, on Spotify, it's on iTunes, and it is called Blue Collar Love. And so you should check that out. But she also has a website now, KarinaNoel.com. That's N-O-E-L. I'm starting to realize Woot. I don't have the blank slate I thought I did. So, um, it's our penultimate episode for the season. Yes. Season two, and, um, episode nine. Thank you for sticking with us this long. And we hope that you stick with us into the next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this, yeah, at this time, uh, after the next episode, the only one who knows what's happening next is Jeffrey. Um, which is cool and weird. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I know. Which, well, that's is, okay. <laughs> which is less me keeping you in the dark and more just not having time to tell you everything that's going to happen. <laughs> which is totally fine because I, Take my head is so time. in the now right now with everything going on. That's, that's I don't have room for the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it's all a part of growing up. Uh, I, I do love this scene. I think Tom and Allison play off each other very well. Oh yeah, you, you wouldn't There's know that they something. weren't recording on. separately can... uh the chemistry is really much there I couldn't before. uh this is one of those episodes where i consciously make an effort to be less vague than usual i mean it's still pretty ambiguous and vague but there's a lot of broad hints at you know what really happened and a lot of confirmation like what's been happening to wilson and danica and gats and who is this baker person hmm um, and other people who possibly were hanging out with them in California at that time, like the lead of our show. Yeah, we're finally getting the answers to some questions that some of you have been asking from the beginning. You know, we're kind of unveiling a bit more of what's been going on with this cell. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to finally get to this point. 
in the show because we've been hinting at it um, and teasing the audience, and now we're starting to unveil, unveil more. And it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is probably my favorite power of Danica's here coming up, where she just goes, "Give me your hand," and she can make people remember things. Just incredibly useful. Oh, I know. <laughs> let me let me tell you, this is not the last time there I'm going to see it. Are we all here? Wilson's missing, as usual, and Baker will not be attending. Why not? And I'm so grateful that I take so many notes because this, I think, this is only the third time that this buzzing has been used, if I can remember correctly. So I'm just glad I keep notes of when things have been used. So I'm like, oh, I use this file to make this sound. Oh, I know, and it's very helpful. <laughs> I, and it's got to be very helpful because there's another. This is kind of a spoiler. There's another new buzzing in the next episode, and then there's an, another, another new one next season. Um, sorry. <laughs> but now I have them all named neatly, so I'm like, okay, I need buzzy number six. I need number two, and you know, so. And it's it's a cool continuity thing, and you know, ultimately, I think a lot of the time it's just like general use of power, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't really feel weird saying I I believe that there's a lot... I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Uh, never mind. That's spoilery. I'm not going to say that. Okay, then. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, uh, well, Jane here's looking for some wise counsel from Clark. Yes, <laughs> and with the little snide reference that's just for me about how we had Jamie in this show once and I cut her, I, we had her twice, well, and I cut her both times because I didn't week. know what to do with her except have her be Clark's wife. And I can't, I, I have to laugh at the line, oh, she's here all the time. I'm like, no, she's not. Well, it's like, you know, <laughs> we were we were going to have a, there was there's a recurring cop character in the first couple episodes that they, they referenced Johnson a lot, Johnston a lot. Yeah. Um, and I got tired of that really quickly, but references to Allender and Jamie don't really get old. Yeah. Good stuff. The best. Never carry weed this good before. Just feels right, you know? You know, Mark chews on these lines so much, and I just, I love it. I, I really do. Well, if it's sure right in with his character. Mm-hmm. Don't get to work this long without learning a few things, kid. He's when we when he we heard his audition and we cast him. I he has added so many so much to, uh, dimension to Lucas. You know, it's just just the way he's delivering his lines and his tone of voice and his, his graveliness of his tone. I love it. Vote like a responsible pothead. Vote McGuire for a better tomorrow. Man, ah, I like that. But I like that uh, that little sting behind the vote McGuire for later tomorrow, for a better tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that was totally intentional. Totally ah, yes. intentional when I was scoring. The best kind of sound design is totally intentional. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, let's see. This piece is called uh, "Jimmy's Way" by Josh Mullen. He's my new favorite composer that we have for this show. So what are we waiting around? Yeah, he's great. It's he's got some. A long time it's fun. It's it's fun. You know, it's it's the kind of thing you like put on at a party almost. Not not like a rager party, but you know, no. people sitting around having you know talk. I don't know. I I like it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess I should say 
At least as far as my notes tell me, uh, Kat pretty much helped me with uh, the scene between Jane and Clark, and she she did all the alleyway scenes. So uh, the scene with Lucas and Keith, she took care of, and the scene as well. So thank you again, Kat, for your help. Yes, um, it's very cool to have Kat on board. I always like working with Kat. I was kind of bummed out that Uriah had to go, but Uriah already stuck around like an extra five episodes just because Kat was doing so great. Yeah. Um, I do miss like scoring that theme. I love that theme so much. I like you can't really use Uriah's theme elsewhere in the show because it's Uriah's theme. Exactly. Yeah. But it was um, blindness. happy times. Kind of well, not so happy for our characters, but. Yeah. That's not what I said. This whole thing about uh, the letting your disability define you is something I, I've struggled with Jane a lot. Because that was the, the, when I when I pitched the show to Jeffrey, the big thing was okay. So the main character is blind, and she doesn't remember anything. Um. But. And it like the biggest difference between me and for a long Sarah time, I think I was I was having trouble finding is that Jane's blind. definitive qualities ah, for Jane. Um, but Susan and I have, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily through communication right. with each other, but working off of what the other one gives us the thing is to find a, a healthy sort of, being blind. you know, sardonic. You know, you're, witty, you're a real nice quippy lead character for the show, and I like, you know, I like it a lot. And you know, the the audioverse at large so, likes it a lot as well. Clearly, you know, yeah. Very passive. And there's a part of you, a part of you that I see in myself. And the nice thing, not just with Susan, nice but with the this entire cast that we've been really lucky to have. Um, I am Nathan. You know, you Clark, lay the foundation with your scripts and. They've sort of started leading their characters down this path where you're, you you kind of jumped on it and started just following that path and they sort of it wasn't just your writing but their acting and their performances that sort of really evolved all the characters of this cast so it's been yeah. neat to sort of see for this past 19 episodes now yeah absolutely um, you know I've, I've been writing I've been working on some other stuff um, in, in other mediums and. Specifically theater, I find that when you do readings with people, you start to kind of, you know, write to their voice a little bit also. But, you know, then you don't release it to somebody. You know, you're not you're not editing it, editing the way you write the characters on the fly, uh, the way you are with a radio show like this. Um, so that's cool. So what can I do for you today? Yeah, it's not something we can really do with a lot of mediums, say perhaps television. But even then, you're working with a team of writers and here it's it's, you know, all you. And them, mm -hmm. so it's 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 a, it's neat. It's a cool collaboration. Which is why I'm fortunate that this this script is 18 pages long. Um, I'm also pleasantly surprised that um, being a dick to Wilson got past the censors. What? She's got Cromwell's ears. Well, a few things. It's not exactly a G show, so a few things do slip in there. No, it's really not. Um. It's firmly PG-13. We talk about this every commentary. People are going to get really sick of us talking about why the show is firmly PG-13. 
<laughs> well, we don't talk. We haven't talked about it in a while, so. An experimental. I'm pretty sure for the last two commentaries, at least, I've, I've talked about like there's a time when someone's gonna drop the f bomb if they let me do it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I and I worry that I've built it up too much now. <laughs> You're like, well, that was a disappointing use of the f bomb. I hope not. I hope it's not disappointing. But I'm gonna stop talking about it just so I don't ruin it. And we'll. And in a year, when we're on like season, we're late in season three, and it happens, just we'll we'll talk about it then. Sounds good. As for Madeline, she seems to have also what's what's interesting. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. What's interesting is that um, I totally thought the character was named Madeline, but literally everyone has decided she's named Madeline, so I guess she is. I have to go. Uh, at least it was a, they all pronounced it the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, Not a word. Unlike, you know, we, we had some continuity problems with Uriah. God knows Velasquez is out of the question. But, <laughs> it's a, run, it's a but running even, gag on but the even, show. But even Velasquez is uh, forgivable because it is a difficult last name for people. So that that's, like, forgivable, you know? You're not going to tell Clark, are you? What is this piece? I love it. This is a Josh Woodward piece. It's called Words Fall Apart. Really? He doesn't do a whole lot of piano. Yeah, that's that's why it surprised me. Yeah, no, it's Josh Woodward, so I... Falling apart? And it just totally... I The moment I heard this piece, I'm like, it's going for this scene right here. Because I just... With Liza and Lakeisha, it just, it just fits. I've actually been holding out on this piece Lakeisha. for a while because I'm like I I needed to find a good scene for it. Yeah, it's it's um. It's it's neat to finally be getting to these scenes that you know I've had in my back pocket since like the pitch, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know some stuff has changed. Like Sanvi wasn't in the original pitch. Sanvi was, um, you know, I, I wanted to add extra characters for season two, uh, you know, and 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 build up the world a little bit more and, and add a few more people. But you know, I, I kind of knew for a long time that Lakeisha was going to tell Liza, and Liza was going to be like, well, uh, sure, and then go tell Clark anyway. Yeah. Um, and not because she doesn't like Lakeisha, it's just that she feels she has. She has to. She feels obligated right, to. Right, right. And I don't think I'm misspeaking, or I don't think I'm speaking out of term when I say that Liza and uh, Clark is Liza's best friend. Um, following Cal's death, I think that Clark became Liza's best friend. Yeah. Uh, and and so she's. It's just not going to happen. Even if it means going to McGrath, also she's not going to. Um, not tell him something. Yeah. Exactly. Chinese, it'll be great. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see you in a bit. Wonderful. Here we are listening to Footsteps. Woo! Uh, I was, uh, I love this piece. It's another uh, Josh Mullen piece. It's Liza. And it's called In the Thick of It. <laughs> I, I, Very I appropriately have... named. Yeah, I know nothing about music theory, but there's something really cool and off about this, and I have no idea if it's the keys he's playing or, or what he's what he's doing, or the chords because it's a guitar. I never mind. I literally know nothing about music theory. Take a little longer than that, sir. What is it? It's um, it's it's definitely kind of you know, not sinister, but just dark and something's up and. Yeah, I mean it's it's no fun for anybody, and I think the we do we do a great job at that. My name is yeah. Anthony C. McGuire, 
and I approve this message. Paid for by McGuire's President Incorporated. <laughs> so a little, you can't really tell, um, because Ganymede's ringtone Not kicks in and everything, time. but what's playing on the TV is our old assistant director's, uh, Dave Morgan, his seminar short, Claims Adjustment, which uh, won the Pendy. And yes. I, I mixed this before the Pendy results, so it's kind of neat that, you know. Is he? A, yeah, I'm sure he'll show up. It's the, it won the Pendy, so um, because I figured I've thrown in seminar shorts in the past, and I figured I would throw in one of Dave's um, <laughs> since he AD'd for this show. Appropriately, Jason and I were both in that one. Yeah, yeah. So dirty, he'd never risk trying to. Oh. Well, I love the. I love this lead up right here so much. Music, musically, the musical lead up. Is my apprentice, Finchy. Detective Velasquez. Oh my gosh. I totally I'm... played, like, I wanted to, like, play the entire song, and then I'm like, no, I can't do that and just let them hanging until the I'm... credits kick in, but I may have let this play out a little longer than it I should have, but it was a cool I'm... piece. At the risk of patting ourselves on the back too much, that might be my favorite. <laughs> um, my favorite ending to an episode so far. Yeah, totally. It was it was a really kick-ass ending. Mm-hmm. I mix that and I, I like listen to it like ten times in a row. Featuring mm-hmm. the voice talents of thinking I'm so Susan awesome. Bridges, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and here's Brian, the unsung Chris hero of Tabula Rasa, our announcer. Kristen Bays as Detective. Um, not that Joe J. Thomas isn't an unsung Miley, hero for doing commercial announcements, but you know, he was in the show also and we spent a lot of time giving him love when he was on the show and he got his pending nominations and you know he was great. Um but Brian, you know, consistently Allison over the last, like, 13, 14 episodes has turned in quality Cromwell credits for us, McGuire. which is really cool. So Ronnie thank you, Brian. Yes, Madeline thank you. So yeah, next month it's the uh, the season finale. I know. Oh, gosh. I don't remember the name of the next episode. Written by Jack I can probably bring it up in some... Somebody turns Assistant up. Director Catherine ah, Wright. great. There we go. <laughs> I changed laptops, so the the draft I sent to the editor is still called Untitled Season Finale. That would have been interesting if you kept it that way. <laughs> I'm not ready to get that meta with this show. We we went bad enough with uh, with Mindy talking to herself. That's that's about as meta as we're gonna get. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, we hope you enjoyed Josh the Woodard. episode. Please, please, please Produced let us know what you thought. Um, oh, Tabula shout out to Landon for his Foster. Rasa thoughts yes. um, on Twitter. Pendant Just look for production. that hashtag. And if any more, more of you want to jump in on the Rasa thoughts hashtag, we would love to read thanks, your thoughts on these episodes. Um, so yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. Catch you next month. Have a good one, everybody.